in a world few have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I am Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left of the gallant Glenn Stansberry. <laughs> like a white knight on a steed, Glenn. <laughs> Just when all hope is lost, Glenn comes riding in on a white steed. Look for me at dawn on the third day. <laughs> uh, over uh, there. Over Gentleman. Over by, yeah. I'll be above the header. <laughs> no, that's not an ad. <laughs> Um, Glenn, you know what else is gallant about us? Mm. About the both of us? Not mm. only you. Okay. Uh, although most attributes about you are gallant. Well, is that you. we are the co-founders of a site called Gentleman.com. Yes. It's a harrowing adventure. Yeah. And you have to be brave and uh, be willing to endure uh, serious pain and bad bad things happening to you. And then <laughs> Wait. you come through the fire and then you're... Wait, are we talking about our site? Oh, oh, wait, wait. Oh, I, I thought I was talking about... Uh, Something else. Talking about my <clears throat> life in general. Okay. In general, Glenn. Mm, uh, okay. No, but uh, gentleman.com. That's not like that bad. No, so, no, 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 no. It's just like a normal thing. But, no, uh, I yeah. thought we were describing a joust or something. Well, uh, you kind of are. <laughs> um, through, through hoops of fire. The internet's version of a joust yeah. is gentleman.com. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, and it's 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 like uh, what's that? What's that restaurant like Excalibur or something like that? Where you you go and you like you're the, like medieval times. I've medieval never heard times. Of this. Is that what it's called? Medieval, medieval times, where you go and you're sitting uh, at the like you know whatever, and then the, you've got the winch that comes and brings you the <laughs> pass me my mutton. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, medieval times is like the podcast podcast.gentleman.com because you you, ah. you can you know you can be, observe these. Um, gallant efforts of warriors. Uh, we try hard. Yeah, we do. We do. We um, do, Glenn. And a lot of times we fail. Much oh, yeah. like the jouster mm. that gets hit off his horse. Yep. But you know what you got to do, Brian? You get back up on that horse. That's right. That's Unless right. you're dead. Yes. Then, and then that's unfortunate. Well, then you have to like get drug off of there and right. you have people coming out. And, and don't they usually like behead him? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, that, that's probably the right way to handle that situation. Um, oh. So. Kind of seriously reconsidering my occupation right now. Yeah. Well, anyway. well, anyway, all right. Well, that that's podcast at gentleman dot com. So, right. If you stick to gentleman dot com, <laughs> you can just uh, be a, sta- a bystander, right? So, come on um, in, join the fun. That's right. Uh, Water's fine. Look, Glenn, I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't know. <laughs> medieval times, and jousters, and you lost me painful. way back I don't know. There. I don't know, Glenn. That's all right. Know. Let's let's bring the ship, uh, the ship back to the helm. To, okay, so uh, back to where I was going with this, Glenn, yes. was uh, if you want to get in touch with us, mm. uh, you can stop by po- podcast.gentleman.com. You can mm. go to gentleman.com. You can send us an email at howdyatgentleman.com. But if you're a true believer, if you are a go-to guy, yes. if you are a go-getter, mm. if you are a jouster, mm. Uh, you don't want to be on the sidelines at medieval times. You want to be on the horse. That's right. That's you, right. You're the kind of guy who, or, or, or you're, you're whoever. Yeah, you're kind of guy, the kind of girl, kind of who, the kind of person that takes control of the situation. That's right. You can send us a a letter. Yes. Um, to PO Box four four two three zero five Lawrence Kansas six six zero four four. The post office, the mighty post office, mm. uh, will deliver this letter to our doorstep. 
and well, or our box, which will right. be delivered to our doorstep via proxy, right? Uh, which is me, and <laughs> then uh, we will open it, we will read it, we'll talk about it on the podcast, and we'll stick it up on the Gentleman Wall of Fame. Yes, and uh, we're running out of room. So hurry up and get your letters in yeah. because it's filling up. This what whole place is just surrounded with uh, gentleman mailbag letters. So. One of these days we're going to have to take a picture yeah. of the wall. And we'll put it up and show everything people. like that. I, I just yeah. haven't got around to it yet. Yeah. But, I don't, you know. but anyway, we'll get around to that sometime. So anyway, uh, uh, if you're a winner, send us a letter to <laughs> P.O. Box 442-305, Lawrence, Kansas, 66044. If, if you haven't been beheaded yet. If you're on the sidelines and you're just right. one of an average Joe, then send us an email. Howdy at gentleman.com. Whatever. Anyway, we'll still talk to you. You choose. You choose. You know, whatever. Whichever way you are, Glenn. Okay, Glenn. uh, Well, uh, we're we're gonna get started on this episode, but uh, before we do, okay. um, Yes. Again, what's with your computer? I don't understand. (laughs) Every week this happens. I don't know. Every damn week. I don't understand what happens either. It it does this thing where I thought you had a Mac and it was supposed to be awesome. I do. I do. It is awesome, except for it keeps shutting down. (laughs) Except it's not shutting down. It just won't. It okay, Glenn. Prompt. There, there we you go. go. Okay, Glenn. Yes. So I'm going to tell you, uh, before we get started on the episode, just in case, mm-hmm. just to let everybody know, mm-hmm. uh, we might have a special guest on this edition of the podcast. Uh, uninvited guest, some might say. Uh, Laura called me today and let me know that there was a squirrel uh, prowling around our walls somewhere. Uh, oh. So <laughs> if, if there's some scratching... <coughs> that goes on behind us while we're trying to record this. Uh, that's because we have a special guest that is trying to get in on the podcast. Wow. Uh, so, yeah. So, apparently she was uh, just watching TV or something, and there was a bunch of scratching in between the walls back here. And Seriously? Blah, blah, blah. There's a squirrel back there somewhere. Was it uh, outside? Like, was it on the no, roof? No, I don't think was so. Between I the- think it was between the walls. That's what she said. Huh. So, um, so anyway. Probably not going to get in uh, and, you know, sit next to us on the couch here and... Uh, chime in on anything but you never know you Dude, never know my dad my parents house he, we had we were having some problem with our uh our sewage <laughs> yeah kept getting backed up <laughs> so my dad we, you know we lived in a farm you know right. septic tank and mm-hmm. he takes apart all the everything and he's you know like can't find anything he smells awful and and finally he so he starts taking apart all the different sections of this this pipe he's kind of got narrowed it down yeah. and finally he gets to the section takes his pipe out kind of shakes a little bit and the squirrel had gotten caught it was in the uh, exhaust pipe oh and so it had crawled in and just gotten stuck and then basically the i mean not being able to move and probably the the methane yeah that's not good for you that's not good for business but it was disgusting squirrels are squirrels are invasive little buggers yeah they are yeah so i don't know i'm still checking on local codes to see if i can get a crossbow yeah. And then just start, you know. Yeah, you know. You know. Don't ask, don't tell policy, in my opinion. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> uh, anyway, Glenn, It's open season. Yeah. So if uh, we hear a little scratching mm. when we're going on, don't okay. be alarmed. Okay. It's just a, a little furry friend. Okay. Um, so anyway. All right, Glenn. Well, let's uh, let's move on and get started with the drink of the week. Um, right. And you brought this over today, Glenn. Tell us about this. Oh, my. You built over. All right. So... This is Free State, a local brewery here in Lawrence, mm-hmm. and they bottle some brews that we've uh, discussed before. And this yep. one is titled, <coughs> excuse me, this interesting one, name. Yeah, like it's uh, yeah. very guttural, yeah, um, earthy, mm-hmm. dark, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. kind of painful. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, this is called Old Bacchus Barley Wine. Okay, and the ale. Excuse me, Old Bacchus Barley Wine Ale, mm-hmm. and 
I uh, I've had it both bottled and at the uh, at the store, uh, or excuse me, at the at the restaurant at the pub mm-hmm. where they where they have it on tap. Yeah, and it's really good. Okay, but this is um, this is kind of new for us because if I'm if I'm I think when I was in there last, I saw I looked up the. Uh, we talk about how we don't like hoppy beers, super so, bitter beers, right? Super bitter hoppy beers. Yeah, and Old Bacchus barley wine is pretty high. It has pretty pretty high hop. Fifty. Fifty. Okay. Fifty on the IBUs. So that's not so mid level. I mean, uh, yeah, more than I think we talked about how like sixty is like the cutoff point. Right. Right. Um, so fifty is a little bit under that. Right. So. Yeah. So, but I, I don't. Well, I, I enjoy this beer, so okay. I'm kind of giving away a little bit here. I'll, I'll be the judge. Of I'm that. not going to spit it out mm-hmm. when I. Yeah, that's right. You 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 may have a different take on this. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's a, it's a good beer. I think it's kind of seasonal with what they're bottling right now. I think. So anyway, yeah, I think so. If you're in one of the surrounding states, Kansas, mm-hmm. yeah, pick it up. Uh, Free State, uh, you know, we usually do the drill about explaining the brewery. Free State's local Lawrence, Kansas brewery. Uh, they get a pass. Yes, they they're do. automatically cool because they're from the same town that we are. Yes, and uh, and we've we, we've been there. Yeah, we, yeah, we we tasted. We have personally mm. vetted <clears throat> right hundreds of beers from this brewery and company, and we can emphatically say that they are safe to drink. Yeah, we've yeah yes after extensive testing. Yeah, yep. If you come to this brewery with us, we will gladly drink the beer first and tell you it's fine. Yeah, and we'll and we'll do in depth testing. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we'll dive right into the we'll get we'll get into the little uh, you know what are those called the the big silos the vats yeah we'll the- <laughs> drive right in <laughs> Charlie and the Chocolate Factory style <laughs> Augustus you get nothing <laughs> nothing save some for later <laughs> uh, okay Glenn uh, well let's uh, let's crack these open and all right. right give this a shot here I'm excited Brian I, yeah, yeah this, this is, a good this, is right. this is a good yeah. well. I don't know. Maybe it's not good. Well, we'll find out, Glenn. There's only one way to find out. Mm. One true way. It smells sweet. Notes of amazing. Man. Let me. I'll read the description here. Okay. Uh, this is the strongest and arguably the most flavorful of the English style ales. A special treat made annually and set aside to age, sometimes as long as ten years. Uh, this complex and warming beer is full of malt and hop character, married in harmony. Okay. Cheers, Brian. Ooh. I would say that's a that's full of, that's full of flavor. Yes, it is married in harmony. It's There's sweet. A, it is sweet. It's very specific. Oh, by the way, it says this is ten percent alcohol. Yeah, not so, your standard five or six. No, 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 no. Yeah, no fooling around. This is, yeah, this is serious business here. Just like the podcast, man. Yeah, this is this is kind of tastes like a. Uh, Kicking the teeth, <laughs> yeah. It's like one of those um, Trapel beers, you know, like mm. the Belgian style. Yeah, like really sweet, and almost a little syrupy. Mm-hmm. It's oh, like it's drinking a cup of syrup, mm. but not the kind that would make you sick right away. No, no, no. So an imaginary syrup, right? <laughs> <clears throat> because I've done that. I've drank a cup of syrup before, and I got sick. <laughs> but anyway, that's, that's another you know. That's <laughs> All right, MTS. So, uh, right. yeah, we're moving on to the official MTS score. Now, this which, is a, right. So, first off, price. Okay, uh-huh. this is a little different because it's a four pack. Uh-huh. All right, and also you have to consider take into account that it is a uh, limited this is a limited thing, sure, limited style thing, and aged, aged, and it's also ten percent alcohol. So right. it's like drinking two beers at a time. Uh-huh. Um, 
Kind of. So it was nine fifty for four. So that is nine fifty for four. Far and away our, our most expensive beer thus far. Yes. But now, mm-hmm. I'm looking at the ten percent alcohol level. Yeah. I'm saying like, man, this is like eight beers for nine fifty. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know. So wow. And it's more efficient. You can drink it quicker. <coughs> well, <laughs> only I don't know. Probably unadvisably so. It's it's a little too sweet to, to really pound. I yeah, mean, you you're not. You don't want to. Not that we would do, be doing that anyway, but yeah. I mean, what what is this a hack day? Yeah, seriously. Um, okay, Glenn. So on the MTS scale, the official uh, empirical scale for beers. Right. Um, Sorry, yeah, I got sidetracked. No, it's fine. Um, you know, we have scientific work to do here. But um, Sorry, yeah. so what, what would you uh, mm. what would you say? All right. Well, let's see, nine fifty for eight beers. Uh, I would say I would probably put this at an eight. Put it in an eight. I, Strong. Maybe. Seems like I always hover around the seven and a half, eight. Mm-hmm. You know, the MTS scale is very. Um, it you know, it's it's got the the normal curvature. Yeah, the bell curve. The bell curve, uh, right around that seven and eight level. So yep. it's no, it's 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 totally expected that you're going to hover around <laughs> that that level. What did we give the goes? Like a two. Uh, yeah, that was the, that was a low point. We give it a five, I think. That Something set like that. the that set the low point of the bell curve. Right, but the hibiscus goes. So, and our highest was uh, we haven't given a nine, have we? We have. I think I can't remember what the highest one is. I'd have to go back and look. It's I don't been, know. It's at least a month or two. <sighs> I don't know, but uh, so I'll you're saying you're together. saying eight? Yeah, saying eight. I think so. I like it. All right, Glenn. I'm going to make this easy. I think eight. Is it strong? I think eight's good too. Okay, I think that's a good. That's that. That's the scientific. You know, scientifically, I think at ten percent alcohol at that price, um, and the factoring of the local brewery that we mm-hmm. can vouch for them, we know that it's good stuff. Um, I think all those things combined together uh, add up to a solid eight. I'm just really impressed at how hoppy it is mm-hmm. comparably. But not, but yeah. it, you don't you don't notice it. Like it's great. It's just this. Uh, there's a lot going on in there. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's let's take a little trip on over to uh, beersnob.com and okay. find out okay. what the uh, snobs say about this. Okay. Um, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. Whoa. Wow. Wow. Uh, you will not believe, everyone the, listening. Uh, this uh, old Bacchus has tipped the, the uh, beer snob scale on its head. Yes, at a at a strong ninety five, which is wow. According to their scale, is world class. Uh, wow. So uh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know what to say about that, Glenn. How many ratings is this? One guy in a basement. One hundred and forty four ratings. Wow. So that's a that's a user score. The bros haven't weighed in on this yet. Well, the bras haven't weighed in on this yeah. yet. Um, you know, like we talk about, they're still not on the MTS scale, so they're mm-hmm. they're a little bit high on that. You know, I will say that this is right up Beer Advocates Alley. It is. You know, this it's is one like, of those beers. They're putting this at like you know, they're like you know, this is strong tasting, strong alcohol. It's limited edition. It's snobby. Yeah. I can go to a party and people will be like, "What's that?" Right. Oh, it's Old Bacchus. You've never heard of it. Yeah. You know, you've never heard of it, but it, it tastes awesome. Yeah. Okay. So it's like it's like uh, if you buy cigars, right? Like, yeah. People who really are really into cigars typically like stronger, yeah. heavy cigars. Right. That most people, you know, who 
or yeah. would, would never like, touch because they're just brutal in the bathroom, right? Chucking exactly, up, you know. But yeah, but so when you have the same type of deal, when you have a yeah. super strong like yeah, wow, cigar, yeah. then right. you know they're gonna rate it super high. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Well, all right. That's that's the highest. I mean, as far as comparatively <clears throat> from the MTS, the mustache twist scale. Yes. To their the these this off the chart i mean off the wall weird i don't know what scale they're using um but whatever it is <laughs> 95 Man. is that's a pretty big that's a, that's a big jump i don't know that's I'm, the biggest i'm, I'm proud of them that's the that makes me proud that's the biggest freestyle. score i've seen on on beersnob.com for a beer that we've talked about yeah i yeah so. i don't go there often but i can't remember seeing one any higher okay wow all right we're well, starting to show off right yeah we've got a world class beer <laughs> well according to beersnob.com according to the snobs According well, to Everyman, it's pretty good. Mm. Okay. Okay, Glenn. Uh, so let's kick this kick this mother off. Okay. Well, starting off, we're going to review some tacks. Mm-hmm. And starting off, um, this one is, you're going to find it hard to believe, by our good buddy Razorback. Mm. And he has posted... Wait, I haven't heard of this guy before. Okay, let Who's me give you a little Razor, synopsis. Razorback? He has posted... Man, I should really look up how many, how many tacks he's posted over the years. I don't know. But... Uh, Billions? Millions. millions. Probably just millions. Mm, millions, of um, millions of insightful, thought-provoking, you'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll hurl type <laughs> tax. All right. Okay. This is an, actually, this is a good description for the one he has right here. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's titled The Bacon Weave Mac and Cheese Quesadilla. Mm. Let me repeat that again to let that soak in. The Bacon Weave Mac and Cheese Quesadilla. And what this is, friends, is that is it? it is a... Um, it looks like I'm just gonna go out and say it. It looks like it would just be too much. Yeah, I I, I could not eat this. I don't think. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would love to try. I would love to be proven wrong that this is just. Mm. But man, mm. so okay. Let's, uh, Let's yeah. before we get started. All right. So this is a this is a concoction of macaroni and bacon, basically. Yeah, but it's well, mostly just bacon. Okay. So what what it is is yes, that's true, Glenn. Uh, but it, it's so what they do is they, they make a bunch of bacon, they weave it together. Two pounds, the, two pounds, of two bacon. pounds of bacon. They weave it together in a layer, so that you know you strip and you put strips on strips and all this stuff. You create like a quilt, like a basket weave. Yeah, like a yeah, quilt. yeah, 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 yeah. Basket weave of bacon, <laughs> uh, and then you add some hot sauce and Dijon mustard. Sure, and then some. Uh, now they're just making stuff up at this point. They, yeah, it doesn't matter what they you need add. to put something You're on there. Taste yeah. bacon, and uh, let's keep the foodies in, in, uh, interested here. And then uh, <laughs> you know some mac and cheese, so some elbow macaroni, some cheese sauce, you know whatever. Doesn't matter. Uh, and then another layer of bacon. Right, another uh, this bacon weave. So you end up using two pounds of bacon, and supposedly it yields six servings. Um, I take issue with this being called a quesadilla. I don't. I don't right. feel like this is much of a quesadilla. I feel like this is more of a a made up food group. That's it's like not, a sandwich. It doesn't have anything to do with a quesadilla, right? Right. Like I don't know. That <laughs> seems like a stretch. We, you know, we. This isn't the first time we've seen the bacon weave. Um, they had the bacon weave taco shell. Yeah. Which actually, I think Razorback unearthed. I that I could see that. That would work. I think. I think because so you too. have like green stuff in there. Yeah. Well. Yeah, it might well lettuce. And this, but see, this just doesn't make any sense to me. When's the last time you had a mac and cheese quesadilla? I, I'm trying to think. Of the last time I had mac and cheese with bacon. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, so I don't know. This, this, it's you know. Yeah, call me old fashioned. I, I, I feel like that's an incredible waste of bacon. Now, 
if it was if it was if somebody had it at a restaurant, mm-hmm. would I order it? You bet I would order it because I have yeah, to. I know. probably would. I have to yeah. know. Mm-hmm. I would hate for that. That's one of those things. Like, what if this is the most mind blowing thing ever, and I will never know? Mm-hmm. I have to. I have to. Um, I have to find out. You know, local restaurants who really get on this boat. We've talked about how Pillsbury. Mm. Uh, this is this is this is not a craft. What was right. the craft one? The craft one was like like the pizza. Well, Pillsbury the was ba- the pizza. Oh, okay. Craft did one that was. Oh, like, it was like a cheese pizza. Well, okay. There was a cake. It was some kind of cake. That's, that's the Pillsbury one. Uh, the pizza cake? Yeah. Okay. That was Pillsbury. Okay. And then Kraft did one that was like the. Oh, was it like a cinnamon roll something pancake? Yeah. Something? So yeah, it was like a. It was like bacon. Every, every pastry mashed together. It was like yeah, a bacon, bacon yeah. something. Yeah. Uh, um. Anyway, it was basically diabetes on a plate. I think. Local restaurants need to get on this train because people apparently are really interested in this. So, slip one of these things on the menu and see what happens. It, I think it would be a hit. Exactly. It's like it's like it doesn't Jaeger. matter what it is. It's like Jaeger. You yeah. don't drink it because you like it. No, you drink it because it's a dare. Yeah, exactly. It's like a, should I get a shot around a Jaeger? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Let's get it. Let's do a thing of Jaeger. Uh, Jaeger. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, oh yeah. It's right. terrible. Let's yeah. do another one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I don't know, man. I this looks pretty gross to me, actually. I. Mm. It's a good idea, sort of. I don't know. I would like to see one layer of bacon and then another layer of something else. Mm. Maybe cheese. Cheese, yeah. Or you could do like maybe some, uh, maybe some Peruvian uh, <laughs> cherry peppers. Ooh, Brian from like I the th- highlands of Peru. You man, know what I mean? that's very specific. I don't know. That just came off the top of my head. Really? Yeah. This, this wouldn't be foreshadowed no, 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 to no. our no, 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 anything no. later on the show, would it? No, no, no. I just, I just thought of the Peruvian uh, high plains. Peppers. I have a feeling this is going to come up again. Well, okay. I don't know. I couldn't say one way or the other, Glenn. <laughs> well, uh, but anyway, Glenn, what we, I can should, say, yeah, yeah. This, this is a great tech. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people like it. Once again, uh, cheers to Razorback for finding some awesome stuff and bringing it to our attention. And if we get the chance to go to a restaurant and, and eat the uh, mac and cheese bacon quesadilla, I, I probably would order it. I would order so, it, too. Yeah. Uh, As would, I bet, most people. Well, yeah. I shouldn't say most people. Yeah. Most people are a listening. Lot of, more people than I would imagine. Yes. <clears throat> so, um, so, Glenn, this next hack yes. uh, is by our... Legendary and good friend El Sueco. El Sueco. Um, love his uh, love the stuff he posts every week. Mm-hmm. I love his username. I love his avatar. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this guy. I love this guy, El Sueco. Uh, he's <laughs> awesome. Uh, this is a really interesting thing that I've never thought about. Uh, and the title of this one is called <laughs> "Cosmonauts Used to Carry Insane Machete Guns in Space." I was hooked. Mm-hmm. Uh, that title. That it was enough. It's like a BuzzFeed title right there. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. You'll never believe what cosmonauts carried. It might make you crap yourself. I'll give you a hint. It rhymes with funds. <laughs> uh, it rhymes with machete funds. <laughs> um, so anyway, this story is all about how uh, back in the day, which is something I never thought about, uh, Russia uh, packed a little suitcase for the <laughs> cosmonauts. And they're like, in case of emergency, here Look. you go. One of the things in this little suitcase was a triple barrel uh, shotgun slash rifle slash machete because the machete could flip out of the gun right. if need be. Right. Uh, and it, what they said was this was for like in case a shuttle came down in a desolate area, uh, they you know they needed to have something to survive. So here's a gun. 
I think you're screwed. Well, <laughs> if you're out in that's, space, that's ridiculous. This is cl- it's clear what this was packed in the suitcase for. Uh, you get up there to uh, uh, the moon, and little Martian comes out and says, "Hey, what's going on?" Bop, bop, bop. Yeah, except yeah. the bullet's moving like at one mile well, an hour. Hey, Glenn. Hey, I don't know how fast the bullet moves on on this this the surface of, of the moon, but I'm just saying, like, I don't know if that was the real purpose for having the gun in there. Is is using it on Earth? I think I think maybe it was there for another reason. Brian, maybe maybe we're maybe we're going a little too far. Maybe we're, maybe we're not thinking. Maybe should, we should think a little closer to home. Mm-hmm. I think the Russians were probably worried about space pirates. Ah, uh, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a yeah. viable a viable concern. That's true. That's true. Um, and I think they were concerned too, mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. They should. People stealing their rum, their vodka. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Uh, it's like the Space Caribbean up there. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Depp shows up knocking on the door in a spacesuit. Um, so the article talks about there's this one guy that found out about this, and he, he like kind of got obsessed with it. And he even suggested to him at one point, uh, the Russian space program, that uh, if it was that that was, in fact, the case, that they were packing this gun in order just for safety if the if the craft crash landed that they should pack it in something on the outside of the spacecraft so that if the spacecraft went down somebody could get to it but if not they they wouldn't be able to use it you know what i mean uh, so i guess i mean i, I guess yeah he's I, really I, thinking uh, this through well the, there's just a lot of it's something i never thought about what are, <laughs> the, what are these guys taking up into space and personally i mean if i was going up into space it wouldn't be a bad idea for me because you never know what you're going to encounter up there glenn you're going into a brave new world up there by yourself. True. You don't know what you're going to get. You know, what if Mr. Martian Man pops out? You know, and he's like all angry and stuff like that. That you're hanging out and everything in your spaceship. You know, what are you going to do if you don't have your <laughs> if you don't have your triple barrel shotgun rifle machete gun? What are you going to do? I I yeah I um Russians are crazy. Let's just chalk it up to that, all right? The other side of this is what the guy brings up, is that it's pretty dangerous for somebody to... Why would it be dangerous? Uh, he, he's basically bringing up the point that um, they don't really know the effects of space on people's personalities and how it affects them being up there for a long period of time. This was like people that were going to the space station eventually. You know, they, they were bringing these guns up yeah. there. As I was saying, they were isolated for a long time. It has, oh. it has weird personality effects on people. And you give them a gun. With a machete. With a, with and a machete. shovel. Doesn't have a shovel and a on shovel. it, and, Well, you've got a shotgun <clears throat> in a space station. Uh, there's right. a lot of different things that could... You know, a couple scenarios could play out where that could be a bad thing. It doesn't seem like it'd be a good idea to shoot it off in the uh, well, you cabin. Know, the, the Americans fly up there. They give a little knock at the door. Yeah. Who's there? Yeah. You know? Uh, Martians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Just, no, 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 no. It anyway, I don't know, Glenn. It's pretty awesome. Um, but they <laughs> apparently now they talked about this, and he wanted to find out if they're still carrying it. Couldn't get a straight answer. Couldn't get a straight answer. And then it turns out that now before the cosmonauts go up, they take a vote on whether to include that as part of their their safety stuff. Weird. They take a vote before they go up and say, what do you guys think? Should we bring this shotgun up with this? Yes, please. <laughs> I don't know. I think the weirdest part of this article is the the guy's obsession with this gun. 
Like the was he a journalist? Is that what it was? Yeah, it's a it's a journalist. He's I think he's, he's like, written a book about this. The he's written a book about it. Uh, not that not about the gun. Okay, about the Russian space. Okay, exploration thing. Well, I mean, it sounds like you know he's like giving them advice on like, hey guys, have you thought about you know like. He was yeah. He basically was joking. He oh, was, he was, okay. Because he knew that it wasn't just for like safety if they came back to the U.S. Oh, that was the implication. That clearly they're not bringing this because in case they have a crash landing, it's right for other reasons. You right. know. So anyway, uh, I don't know, Glenn. I, who knows? Who knows what the Russians are thinking? I tell you what I know. What's that? I love conspiracy theories. Yes, I love especially when it deals with Martians, aliens. I'm just saying, man. I, I that that was the first thing I thought of when I read this is that they're packing that just in case they run into something they're not expecting. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, who knows? Who knows? I don't know, Glenn. Uh, okay, Glenn. Let's. Uh, oh, we have another tech. Yeah, we have one more to talk about here. Um, All right. This was added by a good buddy, John M. James, which I don't know if we've talked about before. I, I want to say we have maybe once before okay. in, in re- recent Well, John M. Episodes. James uh, threw this thing out there, and I'm glad he did because it's pretty cool. Um, you always hear about... Okay, so this is called Seven Inventions. <laughs> Seven Inventions. This is called Seven Inventions That Make Da Vinci the Architect of Destruction. Uh, so you always hear about Da Vinci and you think about, you know, human body right. stuff. Um, helicopter, paintings, like engineering, like all this stuff. Uh, it turns out that Da Vinci also had a penchant for creating war machines. Who doesn't? Um, yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, stuff like a 360-degree tank. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a 33-barrel cannon. Uh, so, by, by the way, this is in 1487 that he's, yeah. he's dreaming up this stuff. So, apparently the problem with the, the cannons back in the day was you had to load it, shoot it, wait for it to cool, then load it again, wait, and then shoot it. Mm-hmm. So he devised one that was 33 barrels long, so you could shoot a bunch, <laughs> flip it over, <coughs> so maybe like 11 of them you shoot, flip it over, shoot the next one, the people behind you let it cool, then reload it, and then by the time you pull it back around, you've, you're just continually shooting 33, or 11 uh, cannons. Man, how cool is this guy? Yeah, I. It's interesting. Um, you know, a lot of scientists. Or at least my impression of scientists. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I, I at least my impression of scientists is that they're very uh, concerned about using their <laughs> their minds to create things that could destroy <laughs> people. You know what I mean? That did not go where I thought you were taking it. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I, I think that most scientists. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm being. I'm. I'm painting with a broad brush here. Are you saying here. modern times or just back then? I think all. The, I think all the time. Wow. I, I don't know. I, I think right. I, I'm painting with. I'm. I'm definitely Ooh. painting scientists into a corner here, man. But I generally get the vibe that scientists, super smart people, scientists that you know are a little bit trepidatious about creating a crazy, awful <laughs> machine of destruction. But oh, Da Vinci... I, I collect like, the guillotine. Yeah. <laughs> but Da Vinci was like, oh, no big deal. 360-degree tank? Yeah, I can work that up. Where, where I thought you were going with this, Brian, is I thought you were going to say that scientists, people like Da Vinci, they are always working through... They're seeing problems, and they're mm-hmm. trying to find solutions no matter no matter what. What the application. Or they're tr- Yeah, or they're trying mm-hmm. to, you know... They're not concerned so much with what they're working on as it is... Solving a problem. Solving a problem. Mm. How can this be better? 
Glenn, that's just heartless. How could you feel like that? I look. I'm gonna. I'll, I you said just, it. Get out of here it. right now. This podcast is over. This is it. You my... got nothing, man. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, you know, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, clearly, that's how Da Vinci thought. Because at least, I mean, the very least. The other one I was looking at was the machine gun crossbow. This is like a giant uh, <laughs> hamster wheel where crossbows all around it, and then men inside walking around while somebody shoots this crossbow as it goes around. It's like a huge machine gun, basically. Right. I mean, really, this is pretty innovative. I mean, this is like yeah, like foreshadowing. A lot of it is yeah. stuff that eventually became adopted. And the 360-degree uh, tank works, right? by the way. Um, it's a, Well, it's interesting because it says that he actually... Um, it's believed that he intentionally added a fatal mistake in the design, which would allow it... Which would not allow it to move forward. So... It could only spin in circles. So he basically created it and intentionally like slipped something in there that would never allow it to actually be built, except they figured out with a small adjustment they could make it work. <laughs> so, <laughs> whoops. Coming to a drone near you. Um, yeah, another another good one from the article. This, this how do you say it? Sith? Scythe? I don't know. Scythe? I, I see this. Yeah, I should know how to say this. I feel a little ashamed now, but it's, I'm going to say Scythe Chariot. Um, and it's basically... Uh, a, a soldier is driving. A terrified soldier is driving two horses, and the chariot has uh, rapidly spinning blades in front and behind. Basically, what I understand, you just let the horses run and just go nuts. Run. Just go. Just go. A lot of just problems, go, man. A lot of problems just with go. this. They better be on the front line because yep. you know you might accidentally. Let's say you or I are fighting in a yeah. war mm-hmm. in 1487, mm-hmm. and we know. Look. John back there is driving the old scythe chariot, mm-hmm. and he's behind us. Right. I'm going to have one eye. Right. You always, know. yeah, always right. Looking. That's not going to help my fighting, Mm-mm. right? If Mm-mm. I'm the, f- <sighs> I don't know. It's not good for morale. Let's just say that. <laughs> the part I love about this article is that these pictures of these war machines that were drawn up by Da Vinci mm-hmm. um, are all shareable on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. Yes. So if you want to share with your friends a early <laughs> sketch of a crossbow machine gun, right? Uh, cluster bombs or uh, the 360-degree machine gun tank, then This is the thing now, Brian. Okay. You hover over everything. You can always share everything. Yeah, it's true. See, gentlemen, we like to take a more uh, uh, deliberate approach. We're like scientists that don't want to... We don't want to... We're stuck in our ways. Well, we, we don't want to... Um, we don't want to... We're not supportive of the war machines, man. That's right. You know? We're... we're Deliberate in our approach. We found this article on gentlemen. Well, yeah, <laughs> I would not have known about it. Adam. Well, okay. that's neither here nor there. Oh, well, that's hey, not, we're not. Let's not going to get into this that. Isn't, no, I may or may not have liked it. Yeah, on okay. gentlemen. <clears throat> All right, Brian. What's next? Okay, what, what's our next segment here? Uh, well, it's time to uh, talk about the uh, gentleman toast. Oh, okay. This week, Glenn. Okay. Uh, and this week, you know, I called the inner workings mm-hmm. of the internet to find. To find what was going on, what the heartbeat, what the pulse of the internet was, and what right. was going on, and what needed to be talked about and saluted, uh, revered this week, Glenn. And I have to say that this week, emphatically, without a doubt, um, yeah, there's one person that needs to be toasted this week, Glenn. Mm. Yes. And his name... Joe Dirt. Joe, it's Joe Dirt. Joe, Joe Dirt, Dirt everybody. Joe, Joe Deerte. It's Deerte, man. <laughs> it's Deerte. So, uh, Adam Sandler, his company, uh, got behind 
making Joe Dirt 2, and they're releasing it on Cracked. The website Cracked? Seriously? I think... it does, Doesn't Cracked have, like, apps on all the stuff? I want to say it, maybe. I don't know. I, don't, I thought it was just a website. Like, Cracked.com? I think so. I, I think they're making it's a like full-on movie. It's like a massive link bait website. Okay. Okay. Uh, but, yeah. But that's where they're that's where they're releasing this thing at. That's bizarre. So it's really weird. It's weird, but not that's not the point. The point is uh, that yeah, yeah, Joe yeah. Dirt Two is getting made, and uh, I just wanted to take a shout out. I also wanted to say that uh, Adam Sandler also inked a deal with, I believe, Netflix, an exclusive deal with Netflix for movies directly on Netflix. Wow. Um, so he's really getting he's he's starting to see the writing on the wall with the internet stuff he's starting to do some interesting stuff there to try to get stuff done we talked about last week how Spielberg was having a hard time making his movies right and I think this is a connected deal where Sandler is having the same issue so he's going straight to the source which is Netflix uh, powers that be whatever man I tell you what if I'm going to bet against anybody, it's not Adam Sandler. And I'll tell you why. He's, he, he comes out with all these movies. And I think we've talked about this before on the podcast. He comes out with all these movies. And they, at first blush, they're not movies that I want to see at all. Mm-hmm. At least recently, in the last, what, ten years? They're all kind of in the same vein. Right. He plays the same kind of you know sad character and blah, blah, blah. Except he grosses tons of money for each movie. Yeah. He's, he's like... He's rely- like it's like money in the bank. You sign Adam Sandler to make a movie, it's, it, it works. It done. Time. Spanglish doesn't matter, right? Doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly. What was the one with the remote click? Click. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I don't even know what it's about, but I know it made money. Yeah. And so that's that's why he's done so well. And I don't know what it is, but um, anyway. So uh, if Adam Sandler thinks that it's gonna, this is a good deal, it probably will be. I mean, all the think of think of the straight to Netflix. Or Netflix produced shows. I mean, that have done so well. House of Cards. Mm-hmm. Um, crackle. 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 Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, not cracked. Crackle. Oh, interesting. So that's still kind of weird. It's kind of weird, but they, they do they do the movies thing. I mean, yeah. Crackle is like a. Yeah. As I understand it, it's kind of like a advertising supported yep. Netflix or something. It's like all that. free. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the movies are all free. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. But they're ad supported, maybe. Yeah, I think they are. They run an ad hmm. every whatever. It's like you know, a television show or something. Interesting. So anyway, Crackle um, is the the source of that. But I think it's cool that Joe Dirt Two is going to come out. Have you you've seen the original Joe Dirt, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I've seen the original. My Joe question Dirt. is: Is Kid Rock going to be in Joe Dirt Two? That's what I want to know. Oh, was he? What's his name's boyfriend? Yeah. What's her name? What's her name? Joey? I don't know, but I hope she's in it too. Uh yeah. That's well. Anyway, just because she's uh, a really good actor, she actress. Well, <laughs> she yeah uh, yeah. But yes, she. Um. Right. So. Uh. But also, my biggest question is, uh, uh, is Christopher Walken? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's true. Christopher Walken kind of stole. I mean, that's it's true. hard to steal the show from Joe Dirt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Joe Dirte. Yeah. But. That's true. What'd you say? Oh. You're talking to me all wrong. It's, it's the wrong tone. You do it again. I'll stab you in the face with a soldering iron. Is that right? Let me ask you something. Eh? Does your mother sew? Boom! Get her to sew that! 
Oh, man. I'm excited about this. Yeah. Brian, I may be more excited about this than I am, than I was about the Dumb and Dumber 2 sequel. You get, you just get out of here right now, man. This is twice. This, I don't even know who you are. I don't even know who Glenn is anymore. Dude, I love Joe Dirt. I watched that movie oh. over and over and over. I'll and give you over. a pass because Joe Dirt's good. It's awesome. It's awesome. <coughs> uh, David it, Spade really came into his own and Joe Dirt. Christopher Walken. It's Kid Rock. It's one of those movies that you think is going to be absolutely terrible, right? But you watch it and you're like, start laughing, right? And you're like. Catch yourself thinking, man, this is pretty funny. Norm McDonald. Oh yeah, Norm's it. He's the. He's isn't it Norm that is the radio or the TV? Man, it's been too no, it's long radio. since I've seen it. Radio. I don't know. It's yeah. been too long since I've seen anyway. it. I'm sure he makes an appearance in there. Norm was yeah. Yeah. All right. So Joe Dirt. Um. Uh. I'm gonna look this up on IMDb while you. I don't know. Whatever you do, what you do, what I do. do. Joe. That thing Dirt. I do. Yes. Um, so anyway, uh, JoJo 2, check it out and Crackle. I'm sure it's going to come out in the next year or so. I don't know. They're, they're filming it right now. Uh, David Spade had an awesome uh, pick of himself in the uh, Joe Dirt wig, uh, the mullet wig. And I have to say in the background, it definitely looked like it was in an old 80s trailer. So I think he's living the dream actually like on set. He's in some crappy old trailer uh, doing the doing the Joe Dirt thing. So pretty awesome stuff. Nice. So, walking Joe Dirt two is he in there? Okay, I think I found it. All right, let me see the let me see the cast here. I'm not seeing his name quickly, so okay. it means probably not. Well, they only have five people listed. We can only dream, Glenn, I and nobody I've heard of except David Spade. Okay. Well, so Joe Dirte, toasted Joe. Godspeed, my friend. Godspeed. <laughs> All right. Okay, Glenn. Mm. Uh, it's time for the um, hot button topic. Uh, and this week, Glenn, uh, it was announced. There's a big mm. news to do. Hullabaloo. Oh. Uh, everybody, I'm sure, has heard about this. This is this is probably just, you know, I, I for me, for my world, for what I do, for everything that I am, this was earth-shattering news. Oh. It shook you to the core. It did. It did because because Glenn, I I I love Pizza Hut. Ah, uh, right. And it was announced earlier this week that after several quarters of failed shrinking profits, right, uh, they're going to retool their menu. And it happened today. It happened today. Uh, you can order this food now. They're going high end, Glenn. Think, well, yeah, uh, what do you mean by retooled, Brian? Think think like Chipotle for okay. pizza. Think like... Uh, I like Chipotle. Artisan, uh, you know, uh, crafted, high-end uh-huh. ingredients, high-end style, you know. Um, high-end? Are they high-end, really... Like, you know those Matthew McConaughey commercials where he's driving around in Lincoln? Maybe he's eating a slice <laughs> of Pizza Hut pizza now because it's like with his pinky out. I, got I've been slice. paid to drive a Lincoln since... Well, since... No, no, no. What that guy? I screwed it up. I've, since I've before been, I was paid to drive Yeah, I've been driving a Lincoln since. Okay, Glenn. Well, the crux of this situation is that Pizza Hut has completely uh, retooled their menu uh, in every way possible. Except, I mean, they're keeping their old crusts. Okay. Which Are is they nice. keeping like a pepperoni pizza? They've got the, they've got the, the standards. 
they're going to have standards. specials? Like the but normal they're, specials? They're, they're doing specials still. But let me tell you, they're bringing out all the stops to get you in their restaurant. Maybe you forgot about Pizza Hut Pizza. But Pizza Hut didn't forget about you. Because they're bringing out... They're, they're pulling out everything that they got. They're just, you know, guns blazing. Come buy some pizzas from us. Okay? Uh-huh. Uh, so what we're talking about here, let's, let's get into this. This is... Okay, so they're going high end here. Yeah. They've got five new ingredients, Glenn. Okay. Peruvian cherry peppers. Okay. Peruvian. You from the highlands of Peru. Wait a minute. Where have I heard that before? I don't know. I don't know huh. what you're talking okay. about. Never mind. Um, everybody knows about Peruvian highland peppers, right? Okay. Okay. Um, fresh spinach. I've heard of that. Okay. Uh, premium salami. I like I like salami. I bet you do. A sliced uh, <laughs> banana peppers. Uh, and uh, seasoned pork. Uh, sorry. Uh, classic meatballs as well. Oh, I'm glad it's classic. I don't like yeah. the new ones. <laughs> the new. The new fangled the new, meatballs. Yeah. The new high tech meatballs. Oh. It's just crap. Um, six bold sauces. Okay. I'm not going to go through all of them. But, uh, you know, honey sriracha is one of them. Buffalo is one of them. So you can get these sauces on your pizza. Uh, this is where it gets a little weird. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, not only can you get... Um, not only can you get, like, different crust flavors, <laughs> but they have what they call sauce drizzles, which... No. <laughs> the name... No, bad. The so, name... So... They, I think that the sauce drizzle should have been, like, something else. Like, maybe a... Not... 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 You know... <laughs> Not drizzle. Not drizzle. That. Just it doesn't. It doesn't seem to fit the bill there. No. Uh, so you could get a barbecue no. drizzle. You could get a buffalo drizzle. <laughs> you could get a balsamic drizzle if you want. Uh, but but let's not stop there, Glenn. There's also there's also crust flavors. So um, salted no, pretzel. I'm, I'm excited about this. The crust. Salted, yeah, they do salted pretzel. <laughs> You know, yeah. We talked about how salted pretzel, Glenn brought that up, and I was like, man, Caesars has been doing, Little Caesars has been doing that for like six months. Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. You know? Uh, but they also got honey sriracha, uh, red pepper, toasted cheddar, uh, toasted asiago, garlic butter in the blend. Uh, so they're really going, I mean, they're they're pulling, pushing their chips out in the middle of the table and saying, we're all in. Brian, I'm all right. Call. So here's my thing. All right. So you have... Um, uh, all right. So you, the, Pizza Hut has added all these drizzles, <laughs> all these foodie, uh, you know, people who want to spice things up a little bit. Oh uh, yeah, they're expecting high end food. I mean, Pizza Hut's completely revamped their menu. It's high end now. Yeah, they have Peruvian chilies. Um, I would they, like the honey sriracha, but um, balsamic drizzles. Yeah. I mean, um, this is you know. But here's the thing: anybody who's ever been to Pizza Hut. Has actually gone into the store and picked up a pizza from there, mm-hmm. and has peeked behind the counter. Yeah, has peeked back into the back of the room where the magic is com- happening. Pull the kimono up, right? Where the where the where the ma- where the sausage is being made. Well, literally, <laughs> the sausage pizza is being made. <clears throat> um, you're not gonna get high end pizza. No, you're not, and the ingredients are not gonna be high end. They're no. gonna be mass distributed. Yeah, you know, it's not. <clears throat> This is the weirdest they're, damn thing. It man. is. They're putting. It's like putting a a, a a pearl in a pig's ear. You know. I was reading an article about this where they were talking to some official at Pizza Hut, and they were like, "This is what people want." We did all these focus groups. We Ugh. talked to people. This is what they said they wanted. We know this is what they want. This is not. This is not 
going to work. Dude, they I got mean, punked put, from the focus groups. Put my, I'm going to put my stamp of absolute certainty on the fact that this is a big misstep on Pizza Hut's side. P- yeah, I, I, Pizza Hut, I feel like their their brand kind of had this race to the bottom. You know, like they the, all these years like saying, hey, we're cheap, 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 and we're like the Pizza Hut. And yeah. they, I've never felt, I mean, me personally, I've never really, Pizza Hut's always been like my last choice. Here's the thing. Yeah, go ahead. No, yeah. I'm just saying. So, like, you know, it's always been our last choice. So, I feel like they've kind of cornered that, like, ubiquitous. They're like the Walmart of pizza. Yeah. You know that's what I good. mean? Yeah, that's a good analogy. I like that. So, when you think of pizza, you think of pizza, kind of. Mm-hmm. And so, they got the lowest. They typically have pretty cheap deals. And they mm-hmm. just, they're, they, they mean order out pizza. Mm-hmm. And so, to try to say, oh, actually... We're, we're high end. We're, you didn't know this about us, yeah. but we're actually pretty classy people. We're, yeah. we're not Walmart anymore. We're uh, we're Nordstroms. Yeah, we're uh, we're Macy's. Yeah, let's get away from our roots. And, <laughs> right. You know. Mm-hmm. No, I see what you're saying, man. I, I here's the thing, man. I I'm a huge Pizza Hut fan. I love Pizza Hut. I grew up on Pizza Hut. Yep. I'm a huge pizza guy, but I love Pizza Hut. I mean, if there was one pizza, I don't care. Put any pizza in front of me. I don't care. If there was one pizza that I could only have. Really? If that was it, if you know, I could never choose ever again really? what pizza kind to get, it would be Pizza Hut. Man, I, I, I love Pizza Hut. I love it. It's great. All right. But here's the thing. Okay. They've had several quarters of bad profits. Right. You know? I have to say that they... That... You know, adding new toppings and crust types and everything like that, that's not going to help that. I don't think... I think in the short term, the next three months, more people might order Pizza Hut pizza for the novelty of it. Right. But you got to think, six months from now, are you going to remember that they have these kind of pizza, this, these extra banana cherry uh, Peruvian uh, peppers? Or are you going to order the pizza that you were thinking about ordering? I think the it really comes down to increased... Um, competition in that space. Right. I mean, think about how many Papa John's, pop, Domino's, top, little yeah, Papa John's. Yeah, all those things. But then also all the individual like town pizza places. I mean, yeah, think about how many pizza places we have in town? Right. I mean, you know, local pizza places. Yeah. Like the, we just got a new one like two months ago, Limestone Pizza. Yeah. Local pizza place coming up. You know, I don't know, man. I just think that there's so much competition in that space. I mean, how? I don't know. So I think you're probably right. And, and Pizza Hut's never going to be the cheapest. Right. There's always going to be Little Caesars hot and ready. Yeah. You know, they're never going to be the cheapest. They're never going to be the most expensive and best ingredients. Well, and you compare that with like McDonald's or something like that. Like, what local company is going to come and like, comp- like you know, compete with McDonald's? Right. Like, it's not. You know, they're not. It, you know, they're yeah. just not going to do it. Like, I don't know. I, I don't think it's a good idea. I don't know. I, I was just, I was just, ple- I was worried that they were going to pull the dominoes where they completely get rid of their, their like go to items, and they like oh, add in new ones to take their place because that was gonna. I mean, I seriously, if they got rid of their thin and crispy pepperoni <laughs> pizza, I would have like gone on a rampage. You know, I don't know. Brian goes postal. Yeah, seriously. I would have just given up at life at that Man. point. But um, apparently that's not going to happen. Apparently they're keeping their their go-tos and just adding some options in. So. Well, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, to be honest, to be fair, sorry, I bumped the table there. But to be fair, I I think that uh, I, I actually, a lot of those top extra things actually look pretty awesome. Like mm-hmm. 
things that I would order. Yeah. The crust, especially like all the, you know, I, I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but you know, will it last though, Glenn? Will it last? I don't know. Time is, this, is this like uh, Pepsi? No, Coke. Which one? Which uh, it was Pepsi that completely revamped their taste. Well, or there whatever. was there was a uh, you know no it was the Coke Coke uh, Coke Coke New Coke New Coke. That's yeah. right. Dude, that didn't work out so well. No, old Coke. Yeah, all the way. I think of the pizza brands that I'm like most loyal to, and it's the ones that have never changed in the last as long as I've known them. Yeah, and then they're local, but yeah, um, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm belaboring the point, Brian. We have more to talk about. That's right. We have one more thing. the The final segment, Glenn, which is the uh, all important, mm. maybe the most important. Some people say it's the most. We we save the best for last. Yeah, we did. Uh, the question's from the gentleman mailbag, mm. Glenn. Uh, and this week, you know, Thanksgiving's next week. I don't know if you know that. It's a week from yesterday. Wow. Uh, so... To go uh, buy presents. Yeah. Um, so Thanksgiving's right around the corner. Um, you know, turkeys to buy, mashed mm. potatoes to get, mm-hmm. uh, stuffing to make. Mm-hmm. Um, but the question is, Glenn, uh, are you a Black Friday shopper? And what item would you take someone down in Chinatown in order to buy? Well, to answer your question, Brian, I'm not a Black Friday shopper. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've kind of made it, at least in the past few years. Gentlemen, we started Gentlemen almost three years ago, right? Yeah. Okay, that year. Three years, maybe more. On Black Friday, right? Is it three years at four now? 2011. Oh, my gosh. Has it been four years? I don't know. Is it 2011? Yeah. That'll be three. Right, this will be three. Okay, yeah. three years. Started gentleman three years ago mm-hmm. on Black Friday. Yeah. So ever since then, and we've kind of like every year we kind of have, we do something on Black Friday mm-hmm. more more often than not. Mm-hmm. Seems like so I kind of don't I don't buy much on Black Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, however, is there a product that I would take someone down to Chinatown? This is this is great. Whoever wrote this question, I love the way they phrased. I love it. I love yeah. the way they did that. Yeah. Um, I. Hmm. I, w- I would have to think about that because you see all those videos, you know, you see all the horror videos. If you like just go Google Walmart away, Black like, Friday, yeah, mayhem, right? Yeah. Uh, oh no, it's worse than that, Brian. There's like, you know, people have died. Mm-hmm. You know, that's true. Getting trampled and stuff like that. I would not. I, to answer your question, I would not go out. I would not leave my computer to right. do Black Friday. So like a lot of the stuff now is online. Yeah. So I just bad. why would I leave the house? Yeah. I don't know. I. I'm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway. Is there a product? I honestly can't think of anything this year, anything in recent that I have like really, really, really wanted to get. Okay. Um, or a gift. If it was anything, it'd be for a gift that I knew I needed to get somebody. And I, yeah. But I just haven't been that diligent. There's so many. It seems like every year there's just so much more ads and more. Everybody's doing Black Friday, this yeah. and that. And, um, Check out the gentleman Black Friday deals that we're... Um, Right, I, I right. Well, that was a joke. We did but. we did that last year, I think. Yeah. But uh, we may do those again. We, you, do, well, we do roundups. I was joking because it was because you were saying like everybody does Black Friday deals. Oh, right. I was like, check out the <sighs> right. Be sure to check out the gentleman at Black Friday right. deals. <laughs> uh, well, we're not selling anything. We're just rounding them up. Yeah, but, I know. Um, but yes, sorry, Brian. I totally yeah. trampled on your joke there. Yeah. Yada, right. yada yada yada. Barley yeah. wine. All right, so. Um, so no item in particular. No, not really. Not really. Nothing. No. Okay. I. Um, what about you? I have never 
gone out on Black Friday. Good for you. In order to buy something. Good for you. And let me tell you something. I never did, but I may. <gasps> oh. This Black Friday. Oh. Here's the thing, man. All right. I. Most of the stuff you can buy Tell online. Them. Most of the stuff you can buy on, online. Yep. I think. I don't know. They're they're all ambiguous about this stuff. Some things they they have marked with a badge. It's like only in store, but some things not, and some things are, and something whatever. There's like four things that I've been wanting to get for the last like two years that are all inclusive in this sale that I found on, the, on these flyers like all over the place, and I'm like, oh man, that's like. Thirty percent off that thing that I've been looking at for like two years. I gotta go get it. Two years? Well, yeah, man. You know, yeah. Like, well, okay. Just for example, I'm gonna throw some examples out there. Okay. Xbox One. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's not thirty percent off, but it's pretty close. It's a it's a big discount this year at a couple different retailers. Right. Big time. Right. Uh, So you know you're saving like I don't know sixty bucks or something like that. Okay. Like all right. Uh, I have, I have my, I've had my eye on this surround system that's wireless oh, for like, oh, like a long time. I've yeah. been watching this thing. I've been like, that's a really smart idea. I want to get that wireless surround system. 200 bucks off. Wow. This uh, normal 500 this Black Friday, 300 bucks. Wow. Big discount there. You know, uh, I'm trying to think of what else. There's a couple other things. Anyway, the point is, deep discounts on things that I've been like looking at forever. Wow. So all of a sudden... The guy who, like, I was always like, oh, I would never go out on Black Friday for that, you know, whatever. These things that I want for, like, two years is the lowest price I'm going to find them. And all of a sudden, it's talking its little magic into my little ear, like, you know, "Mm, maybe I should go out on Black Friday and go get those deals, you know. (laughs) So you have to go out and get them. See, that's the thing. They're all ambiguous about it. They're all ambiguous. Like, I don't know which is, like, the in-store thing and which, because Best Buy is, like, saying, like, you can buy it online all day, or you can go to the store. But then some of them say like only at Best Buy, and I don't know if they mean like only at Best Buy, they mean only at the store, <laughs> right. or they mean only at Best Buy. Like this is the an exclusive properties. deal. Yeah. Like I, I don't know what that means. I, would, I don't know. Huh. Well, so hmm. but here's the here's the deal, Glenn. Okay, okay. that's Thursday. Okay, okay, that's yeah. Thursday. Yeah, not Black Friday. That's Thursday. Everybody's doing it early now. It's like the it's like the beers. Everybody's getting right. ahead of themselves. I, they, yeah. Earlier and earlier on Thursday, they're opening up. So Thursday, I'm going to buy all my stuff online if I can. And if not, Thursday, I'm going to take somebody down to Chinatown. Okay. All to right. go buy my stuff. I'm all right. pushing people out of the way. That's I don't I like care. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> don't stand in my way to get my surround sound system on Thursday, next Thursday. Let me tell you. I'm I'm looking forward to that. I'm gonna live vicariously through you. In your uh, sound and system. then on Friday, then we then we should get together and do our uh, do the end of the three year anniversary um, celebration. I think there's only been one year where we haven't done a hack day on Black Friday. Yeah, since could then. be could be because I was out of town maybe. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. And you mm-hmm. know we'll have to hack on a project. And yeah. Oh man, I love that time of year. We could take a break and go over to you know I don't know uh, Best Buy Target like that. <laughs> you know just whatever what's going on. But, uh, just you know for, you know just a little break you know <laughs> yeah no I I had to do um, I've done some I do some freelance writing for uh, for American Express Amex yeah, Amex yeah. right and uh, they uh, one of the articles was about Black Friday and mm. about the rise of Black Friday and how. Well, not just Black Friday, but the holiday shopping in general. And it's like, it's insane how much money retailers take mm-hmm. in. 
um, that time of the year. But the interesting thing that when I was researching that, learning about like Black Friday and how a lot of retailers will to kind of say because there's laws that say you can't say something's on sale when it's not like that's illegal. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a, there's like a whole you know range of there's there's things you have to do. And in order to, to get you in the store, basically, like right. But I'm saying that the, the retailer is bound by certain rules that they can mm-hmm. and can't do. Mm-hmm. There's like a percentage off that they have to hit in order right. for it to be a sale. Oh, okay, you know all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times, what these retailers would do, one of the articles was about why Black Friday really isn't that great because a lot of times retailers will uh, slowly rise raise prices leading up to Black Friday mm-hmm. so that when it finally gets to Black Friday, they have that high watermark and then they can say, oh, this is a massive sale or, you know. But, oh, I see what you're saying. So like, the, increase the, the price over time and then... Like, and then, Right, so it. so first part of November, they'll raise prices on everything incrementally or things that are going to be on sale that they know right. of. And then when they finally go on sale, they can say, oh, it went from this really high price yeah. down to this really low price. Yeah. Um, but... If you use the power, the beautiful internet, yeah, right, and research your stuff, mm-hmm. you can, you know, it's pretty apparent. But everything that I'm trying to buy is yeah. like fire sale, man. Right, like, you know, like right. Xbox go. One. You know, mm-hmm. I, I know all these prices. Like I've been, you know, I've seen them and everything like that. So I'm like, you know, and I, I really don't care about saving fifty bucks or something like that. But if I look at these items that I'm going to go out and buy or buy online and I'm saving 400 bucks or something like that. Yes. That's a chunk of money. I yep. mean, that's enough for me to, you know, you know, retire, grab the janitor's mop and beat somebody in the face to, to get the Xbox. That's Did Christopher yeah. Walken do that in uh, Joe Dirt? I don't know. Pretty I, sure. I may, I may do it. I don't know. All right. I'm looking forward to so, seeing that. Uh, that could be the case. We may have so. a new Black Friday tradition. Yeah. Brian, I have to bail Brian out of jail. Yeah. On well, Black that Friday. could be. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. But we'll, we'll, we'll report back. <laughs> right. Well, the next one, the next one we're going to record, like, right on around that time. So Right. So, anyway, we, we won't know for sure. At some point, we will let you know whether or not Brian was incarcerated yeah, for exactly. trying to buy a sound system. Yeah. Yeah. But it was wireless, people. Yeah. Yeah. Bluetooth. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, Glenn, uh, we'll find out about that next time, yes. maybe. Uh, okay. Glenn, all right. Well, uh, that was episode 35, Glenn. 35. Wow. That's a milestone. 35, three years. We need like gold medallions or something. <laughs> like <laughs> like Letterman's jacket. Like, uh, yeah. You know. Like gold jacket. Ten tackles. Mm-hmm. Sticker. Sticker on our helmets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, 35 episodes. I would like us to start recording this, this podcast with helmets on. Yeah. Well, that's probably a good idea. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can maybe do that for episode 36. Okay. Which I'm already looking forward to, Glenn. Oh. I've been thinking about it. I know. Oh. I'm already... I was Once we started this episode, I was like, man, I can't wait till episode 35. 36. is so yesterday. Yeah, this is so silly. 35. 36 is going to be awesome. 36 is where... That's really where it's at. Pull out all the stuff. Yeah, really. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, uh, uh, episode 36 is going to be awesome, Glenn. That's right. I'm yes. really looking forward to it. Go, um, uh, go buy some Old Bacchus Barley Wine. Yeah. 10% tasty, tasty ale. 90% awesome. 10% alcohol. Hundred percent. That should be their motto. Perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Glenn. Well, uh, I am Brian McKinney. I'm Glenn Stansberry. Uh, we'll see you guys for episode thirty-six. Uh, have a good night. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time. See you later. Yes, we will.